What's up, guys? Got a lot of you guys piling in by the 50s every second. It just bumps up. 50 more people waiting on Chris Matthews, a.k.a. Lethal. No. The half. On you, Chris. I know you're in. Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? There we are. Hey, hey I, I hope it doesn't cut off again. If it cuts off, I'm about to be at the gym in 10 minutes, so we could probably finish this in 10 minutes, uh -oh. but the traffic is crazy. L.A. traffic, man, just like New York City traffic. It's so, crazy. Chris, right now, of course, this is we'll, we'll call this episode 29 of Inside Buzz with Mikey Domagala, live edition. Right now, Chris, Atlanta Hawks leading my Knicks 57-44 at halftime of game two. It's like a dagger to my heart right now. Right. Let's touch on that series. Atlanta is up 1-0 on New York. You know me, huge Knicks fan. What do you see from my team? What do you see from the Hawks? And what do you see from the rest of this series? Um, I, I like the pace that the Knicks are playing at, but I feel like to contain a player of Trey Young's magnitude, they have to pick him up full court. Um, I haven't been able to watch the, the game uh, yet. I'm going to go back and rewatch it tonight. But players like him, if you don't pick him up full court and he starts getting to a rhythm, he's going to pull it from the parking lot. So I feel like if the Knicks want to win this series, they need to pick him up full court. And on the pick and rolls, I understand that um, the centers from the Hawks, they can catch the alley-oops. Right now, we need to just contain Trey Young. I would just push the double at him just a few times to give him some different reads. And I feel like the Knicks can do that differently. And I feel like as the Hawks, to beat the Knicks, I would probably just most likely try to run them and try to contain, um, you know, uh, their star players, um, especially with D. Rose in transition and Julius Randle, his ability to get to his points right now. He, he's been remarkable at understanding when and where to shoot the basketball. So uh, I don't – by you saying that Atlanta's winning right now, that tells me that Trey Young is probably putting on a show. But to stop that, they need to make sure they send different reads in him and not just letting him walk into jump shots. And he is 20 points at the half. Exactly. Uh, yesterday, Julius Randle won most improved player. Now, listen, he's been struggling this series. Right now, he just has a couple points at half. Sure. Most improved player yesterday, averaging all career highs. Something that stands out to me, of course, you being lethal shooter, 41% from three. What did you see change in his game? Man, the one thing I can say about Julian, you know, like studying him, he's more patient this year at, at, at taking good shots. I feel like in the past he was patient, but he was taking bad shots. And I feel like as far as the playoffs, you know, I'm not really alarmed when players like him shoot bad because, I mean, when was the last time this guy's been in the playoffs? But I feel like once he starts getting going a little bit and getting to his routine and to his spots, I think he'd be great. And on the other end, I feel like to take the load off him, you know, Derrick Rose needs to be aggressive. You know, um, R.J. Barrett needs to be aggressive because we can't just try to continue to give the ball to Julius Randle at the elbow and at the top of the key and let the defense just sit and think people are going to allow him to play one-on-one. -on -one. This is the playoffs. When he gets the ball, people need to be cutting from the left side, from the right side, so he can make reads, maybe kick it to the shooter because one-on-one -on -one basketball in the playoffs doesn't work unless in transition he's doing something. He's not really – making his scoring points and transition in the playoffs. He's he's getting in the post, which is nothing wrong with that. But we need other guys to move without the basketball so this defense isn't just keying in on him. Yeah, and Atlanta is certainly, you know, putting the focus on Julius Randle. Uh, Derrick Rose carrying the load for the Knicks, 14 points at the half. To me, Derrick Rose is way more calculated now in his, you know, older years, so to speak. Different than his MVP self, not explosive really anymore, even though he still has speed. 
10 years removed from his MVP year, battling all those injuries. How is this guy still providing so much value for the Knicks that he's a number one option right now? Well, the one thing that people have to understand about basketball, the older you get, the wiser you become on the basketball court. And to me, Derrick Rose is playing great basketball because he understands what basketball is all about right now. And he understands how to get to And if people have to understand now, he looks like he understands basically the mid-range jump shot a little bit more. Me, I prefer for him to take maybe a, maybe one or two more threes a game. But other than that, I think, you know, it just shows that he's older, he's wiser, he understands the game. Just like a player like Vince Carter. That's why players like him lasted so long because they evolved with the game. And that's something that Derrick Rose has done. He's evolving with the game of basketball at the age that he's at. And he's probably going to be able to squeeze in another three more years with an NBA team to get some good money. It's a good call. And, of course, Julius Randle right now struggling. We saw Anthony Davis surprisingly struggling in game one. Then he heard the noise, came back game two. He put it on himself. Game two, he really bounced back with 34 points. How do some players of that magnitude bounce back so easily after a really bad first game? It's, it's, it's freezing on my end, so give me one second. It's freezing on my end. Give me one second. Can you hear me now, Chris? I'm, it's it, it, it's freezing on, on it's it's good right there. Hello, right there. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah, that Got was me? good. Go yeah. All right. So Anthony Anthony Davis struggling in game one. He heard the noise. He comes back, drops thirty four in game two. How do some players of his magnitude just come back, clear the noise, and say, "I'm Anthony Davis. This is what I do in game two." need to pull over one second bro i might need to pull over real quick hold on it's all good yeah anything for ball is life man i need to pull I'm a, oh yeah i'm gonna pull <laughs> on the highway give me one second be careful out there hey man I, hey I, I love i love basketball but i'm not gonna kill myself on the highway for it right now <laughs> it sounds good right now you you wanna you want me to ask it again uh, it seems like every time you go in depth into your speech uh for some reason it gets a little pixated and it starts slowing down, so it, it it catches like one out of every five words. All right, you know what? I'll I'll shorten it up for you when you're ready. Uh, short it up. Go ahead. All right, Anthony Davis struggles game one, game two, bounce back, heard the noise, thirty four points. How does he adjust and come back so easily? Well, what people have to understand, especially fans, players of his magnitude, if they're missing, they're missing because you know it's something that he's doing. Unfortunately, not something that the defense is doing. And if people have to notice from the second game of that series, he actually was taking the same exact shots he took the first game. It's just he understood when and where and how to take it the right way. Um, I feel like players like Anthony Davis, LeBron James, um, Trey Young, different players of that magnitude, you, they can't really be contained. We just got to hope they miss. So when players like Anthony Davis miss a shot or, or have a bad game, I'm not one of those people that is like, oh, AD, he's – He's not ready under pressure. Da, da, da. He just had a bad game. He's a human being, you know, and I just feel like people have to understand there's certain players that when they do have a bad game, they know how to bounce back, and Anthony Davis is one of them. Well, everybody remembers what Kobe said. Don't worry about the shots that you've missed. Just make the next one. And hey, I'm man, sure that, that's the mentality you got to have as a shooter as well, man. That's what I tell my clients. You don't, don't ever worry about the last shot. You worry about the shots you're about to take next. 100%. And finally, Chris, before I get back to watching my Knicks, 
who do you have winning the NBA Finals this year? Well, um, that's a tough question, man, because it's looking like for the first time in a few years in the NBA, there's no team that's real dominant, like just just, just dominate. But it, it's going to be hard for me to pick that one because a lot of those guys are my guys. So I'm probably going to have to ask you to answer that one. I might just piggyback off you. Who, who do you have winning that one? Oh, guys, he's going Hollywood on me. He's going Hollywood. No. But I'll, I'll take that answer. I could see the I could see it being Phoenix versus Brooklyn in the NBA Finals. Wow, Phoenix. So, so, so you mean to tell me right now, the Lakers are going to lose to Phoenix in the first round? Yes, sir. As long as Chris Paul is healthy, I got Phoenix winning in seven, Brooklyn coming out on top on the East, and the Nets winning an NBA Finals matchup. Even and I'm saying this as a Knicks fan, Chris. Okay, we're we're gonna have to probably do a friendly bet or something for a tomahawk steak or something because. <laughs> I love the Suns. I love the guys that are on the Suns. But I feel like with LeBron James going downhill or LeBron James being aggressive, uh, all respect to the Suns players because they have some great defenders. But I feel like it's it's just going to be very hard to beat the Lakers once everybody in the team starts understanding their roles on the Lakers because they have a they have a very loaded uh, team. We'll see. But the main question is, is LeBron and AD fully healthy? You know, so that's what we're going to have to see. And this is this is the NBA, bro. When midseason comes, the end of the season, there's nobody fully healthy. But you have to have the Mamba mentality to not make excuses and fight through those injuries. That's true. And I see a lot of people talking smack about my son's pick. But, hey, let's just <laughs> time will tell. Time will tell. Hey, we'll... time will tell. Because if the Suns beat this series, man, I think you might be like a a basketball god or something. But I believe in those guys because we can't doubt D-Book and Chris Paul. Now, D-Book is a master magician on this basketball court. So if they win it, they win it. But I know the odds are definitely against you for picking the Suns. Oh, well, hey, listen, I understand completely. Also, DeAndre Ayton's in there. Got to look at Bridges. It's a real nice piece for them. Uh, Jay Crowder is a great three-point shooter. Hey, who knows, man? But all in all – Chris, thanks for coming on episode 29 of Inside Buzz Live, so to speak. And it was a pleasure, as always, talking with you. Hey, man, thank you for having having me on your show, man. I look forward to talking sports with you again. 100%. Everybody out there watching, follow me at Mikey Domagala. Follow Chris at Lethal Shooter, of course. And obviously follow NBA Buzz on all platforms. And check out Inside Buzz. All right. Everybody enjoy the playoffs and let's go Knicks. All right, Chris? Hey, man. <laughs> Let's go NBA. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, man. Talk soon. All right, brother. Have a blessed day. Stay locked in.